0: Courtside Club is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get, with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older.
1: I saw on your Twitter, it's like relationship, clips from your show, this and that, and then ranting about the And then the just ranting
2: about the Packers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: What's up, you guys? I'm Rachel Demita, and welcome to the Courtside Club. Today, I'm joined by TV personality, Bachelor star, and host of The Vile Files, Nick Vial. How's it going? Welcome to the Courtside Thanks Club. Thanks for having me. We've been meaning to do this for a while. I'm glad it worked out in our business You know, business we're here schedule. now, you know. It did. And I know that you're you're a sports fan, TV personality. A lot of people know you from The Bachelor. Yeah. Three seasons there. Uh, yeah. Well one season bachelor two no, se- technically
2: four iterations four iterations i did well, two seasons of the bachelorette one of paradise and then i was the bachelor
1: oh paradise so that is actually the one that i've tapped into the most i will that, say
2: definitely the best i feel like those were my best yeah that was my best work i like to say yeah.
1: it's fun right
2: it is fun i had a really good time like if i could do chill? it again without the tvs and the expectation to like fall in love or meet someone but like just to go there with Friends, great experience. Oh, I would do it again. Everybody wants a page. It's vacation. summer camp for adults. It's it's fun. Yeah.
1: So there's a new season out right now. It's very new, right? There's I've only one episode. Yeah. One episode. Yeah. What would be your advice for the new Bachelor, Zach?
2: Zach my advice to him if he like reached out today you know uh, i would i would give him advice more around managing his mental health and expectations as the show airs because there's there's like two phases that the lead has to deal with which is re- filming the show which is mentally and physically exa- it's a nightmare like, you know, yeah. not to sound like it's a very amazing opportunity that opens up a lot of doors and gives you incredible access. But like, it takes very much a toll physically and mentally when you're filming it. It's nonstop. It's, you know, 16, 18 hour days. It's, it's, it's a lot.
1: And how long is it go for?
2: Non-pandemic oh. when they were like not traveling and locked in locked Hotel. It's, I think it's like about eight and a half, nine weeks. Yeah, it's a long time. And so, um, but then like once you're done filming, which is like um, a really nice relief, then there's the whole like while it's airing uh, is also another challenge. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what Zach's situation is, whether he's in a relationship or not or, you know, engaged or not. But it's a very complicated world uh, of kind of navigating um, th- your role as the lead or the bachelor, the bachelorette and trying to um, start this new relationship if you're in one, you know, which uh, it's one thing to. You know be on the show and 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 be fighting for the affection of one person while you're going on group dates and watching other people date the same person you're catching feelings for but like once that relationship is solidified down to one person and usually with an engagement they're the expectations can drastically change yeah. and then that person starts watching you make out with other people and hear you say things to them that was like, well, that's weird. You know, like you watch an episode and, and, and it might be episode four and the person you're now engaged to, you're watching them on a date talking about how like no one makes me feel the way you make me feel, you know? (laughs) And it's like, you know, so that's a very challenging experience for anyone in that position. And so, Uh, the advice I would give him is to like, you know, prior, if if he's in a relationship to prioritize that relationship above all else and, and try to attack your relationship as a team rather than two individuals, uh, it's easier said than done, um, because they're very much getting to know one another and you don't fall in love, uh, with the actual person you fall in love with whatever, whatever version that you got to see while they were in a very untraditional and, and structured and staged environment that is meant to elicit the maximum amount of emotion. So like the connections are real because uh, of the environment that they're in, but you don't know if the feelings that you're feeling are, are more manufactured rather than genuine. And no one really knows that until they get out in the real world.
1: Well, it's a manufactured environment. Like the feelings are real, but none of us regular people are ever gonna be in that situation. There are situations where if you're single, you're maybe dating multiple people at once. But no one else is seeing any of those dates either. So having yeah. to watch it back. I've never once saw myself on a date having uh, to w- yeah, watch it back on
2: weird. TV. I mean, I, I've said this before, too. But, you know, when I was going through it my first time, you know, uh, uh, on The Bachelorette, I remember having the thought of like, I know I like her. and I, I know I really like her. But I also know I'm really competitive. And I <laughs> what I don't know is I, I can't honestly answer which is playing a bigger role into my feelings, the authenticity of my feelings. Like she was someone that I would have you know, naturally been attracted to. And I didn't know. Like I, lit- right. like I could be self-aware enough to know oh, I'm a competitive guy. Like how yeah. <laughs> much is that playing a role? But you, you can't answer that question until you're out of the bubble. right? And so you kind of have to take a leap of faith and just say, well, like we'll see. You and know? then there's
1: almost more pressure when you're out. Because sure. everybody's seeing this fairy tale come to life, and then if it doesn't work out exactly how the yeah, world plays it's planned, just like, oh, you
2: didn't try. You, right? You, you wasn't authentic. You did it for the fame. Yeah, you're a, the
1: villain. Yeah, you it this. can be.
2: A, it can be definitely a challenge, and it's it's not an ideal way for anyone to start a relationship. As hard as filming the show is, uh, having the show being aired, if you're in a relationship, is is even harder.
1: Yeah. So one thing that you have really settled into and really owned, which I am in awe of because I'm terrible at it, is being vulnerable with your personal life. And now, congrats, you just got engaged. Oh, thank you. Um, in a he- As what it seems, in a healthy, happy relationship. And you're very open about it. And you share all these things via your podcast and different social media platforms. But- how are you able to kind of keep that balance of like keeping your mental health and the health of your relationship with also being in the spotlight?
2: Weirdly enough, I, I still kind of consider myself a private person. Like I'm I'm not trying to share everything about my life or our mm-hmm. relationship, but um, you know, it's I give a lot of relationship advice on my show. I try, especially now at this point in my life, I try to l- incorporate my own advice into my own life. Oh, easier said than done sometimes. Um, but especially when I notice we, we are, you know, Natalie and I, when we do things that work or, um, where we might face a challenge and we can overcome it, uh, it's nice to be able to share that with my audience is like, uh, Hey, we, this, exp- this happened, this was a challenge. Um, and this is how we got through it. You might, you know, maybe you guys can try to incorporate that. And so that's this kind of the mental process I kind of think about when I'm, you know, willing to put something out there. Um, and then I also, it's just a big thing for me to not read my own press, you know, or read okay. comments or Google myself or read articles or go on Reddit. You know, it's just, n- it's none of my business, <laughs> Reddit you know, can be a dark rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, and so I protect my mental health by, you know, setting s- some boundaries with myself about not doing that. You know, no one's perfect. And I've done, I've gone down rabbit holes and I've made the mistakes certainly yeah. in the past, but uh, it's something I, I put a lot of effort into to not do because it's, There's just no positive outcome to uh, getting feedback from a stranger. Compliments are dangerous because they're easy to want to believe. And, you know, so when you read a lot of like, you're amazing, you're great, that's wonderful, whatever compliment, it's easy to go, yeah, thank you, oh, great, yeah. (laughs) But subconsciously, if you're going to believe that then you have to believe the criticism because you just spent the past few seconds like validating strangers feedback and Mm -hmm. so you have to believe the negative if you're willing to believe the positive so it's well it only takes one
1: negative to to like bring you all the way down (laughs) but
2: that's but that's because you spent all this time saying that this these These stranger these strangers feedback are are truthful these are right like your subconscious is forced to believe the negative. You can't just brush it off. You can't say, oh, well, they don't know me because you spent all this time being like, I am Oh, awesome. they do know me. <laughs> they do know me. I am great. So yeah. it's a very dangerous game uh, to, to read your own uh, press, so to speak.
1: With you and Natalie, you talked about that you you feel like you're still kind of private, and there are some things that you keep private. Was that a discussion that you guys had yeah, to we, protect your relationship? We, yeah, we talk
2: a lot about it. I mean, with someone, I have a relationship with dating podcast and so you know, I we communicate everything. I mean, just you know, we recently got engaged, and in just last night we were uh, we were talking about like. What are we comfortable with us sharing? Having a relationship and dating podcast, it's not so much what the outcome is, it's like the process. Like, how did you guys communicate and what was your style to get to whatever your answer was or your decision? Right. So, you know, we talked about that, about how, you know, we're open to sharing that and we might not be open to sharing what our decision was, uh, at least right away. So then that keeps a level of privacy uh, without, um, without you know, holding too much back and, and sharing with people like how they were able to work through some tough conversations or, or big conversations that, you know, can often lead to disagreements or, you know, being not on the same page and, and how we work through that is, is something we, you know, we're willing to share.
1: It's weird, right? Because this new age, it is a conversation that you do have to have with your partner at some point if you have any sort of social media presence. Yeah. It's. I mean, even me, like having over a million followers, it's hard for me to be open about my personal life, and that even goes to friends and family. I'm so hesitant about posting them or sharing about it because I because I know how people come at me, yeah. and maybe I need to take a note from your book and like not read comments. I just but yeah, it, it would hurt not care. worse if it comes for those people. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and my boyfriend as well, being somewhat of a public figure. You know, there are, are things with his job and, and he's an athlete and people are always wondering, like, if he's training, if he's coming back, what our dynamic is, because we are both basketball players, this and that. And there are some things that people ask, like, where is he? What's he doing? That's not my business to share. Yeah. You know what I mean? But totally. it's something obviously I we I know exactly what's going on. Yeah, it's <laughs>
2: tough. <both> yeah. <laughs> I think like with anything in a relationship, you just have to communicate boundaries and then you Mm -hmm. have to respect each other's boundaries and and figure out what you're both comfortable with and you just also have to figure out what's the priority you know like my two biggest priorities in my life right now are are my career and my relationship and I would say in the reverse order you know it's my relationship comes first yeah that's the priority and so I got to figure out all right like it might be better for my show to like just dish out everything but As much as my show's a priority, the relationship's a bigger priority. So I have to find ways to incorporate our relationship on my show that fits with the boundaries we set for our relationship because that's the higher priority.
1: Speaking of athlete and celebrity relationships, is there any advice that you would give to people who are in the spotlight?
2: you got to know where you stand in your relationship. you got to know where you rank on, on each other's priority list. Because uh, that can play a big role. And if, if you're lucky enough to feel like uh, you're your person's number one priority above all things and all decisions that relate to their life, like career, or, you know, personal life, um, kind of like the barometer is the relationship that that gives you an immense amount of trust. You have to like every so often check in uh, with yourself about your relationship and feel like, yeah, I feel like it's pretty equitable. Like I've made sacrifices, she's made sacrifices, vice versa. And like, we feel like we're both there to support, again, us. And like, I don't think there's enough of conversations that happen on that level. And I think oftentimes in a relationship, there's usually one person feeling like they're doing more of the work or they're making the sacrifices and the other person just doesn't see the commitment or, or the prioritization that they're putting into it.
1: There's going to be times too where it's 70-30 it's or it's 20-80 at sure. different times yeah. during your relationship depending on what's going on totally. in that yeah. individual's life. I think it's interesting with athletes as well because their career ends very young sure for most <laughs> like. NBA is 30s, like LeBron's playing until almost 40 now, but that's unheard of yeah. in a NFL, way. NFL,
2: your average career is three, three years. right? You know? And
1: then you have the rest of your life, you know, with this relationship with this person. And then it's almost like, you know, I was a former athlete. You were as well. I did some research into that, like finding your new identity after this career that really took your whole life. And I, I wonder how that plays into Relationships as well. I'm not the relationship guru, that's <laughs> why we have you on. <laughs> but um, uh, I,
2: I imagine it can be a struggle. Like I think you hear a lot of stories of professional athletes who, especially ones that had a great career or a long career, and and then they retire, and, I, and you you hear about the like kind of an identity crisis that they can face. Mm-hmm. You know, I can only imagine. You know, uh, the closest I can come to that is like, you know, being the bachelor. And then, you know, you're for like six months, you're treated like you're treated like like an A-list celebrity. You're not actually an A-list celebrity, but you're getting that type of access for a period of time. And that's that quickly slows down. And then that, you know, but imagine being an athlete who experiences that access for a period of time and that kind of attention and that identity. And I think if you don't really feel confident and secure with who you are, or if you don't have a purpose, an individual purpose, I think that can play a significant role and cause a ton of stress uh, on a relationship. Because like a relationship, I don't feel like it can give you purpose, uh, uh, you know, on a certain level. I think you have to have your own identity and a relationship kind of rounds that out.
1: Nick, here on Courtside Club, we like to take a halftime break if you're down.
0: With Caesar Sportsbook and Casino, every bet earns with Caesars rewards. That means whether you win or lose, you're always earning towards perks like free stays at iconic Caesars properties, game tickets, dining and more. And if you haven't started yet, here's a reminder. Your first bet is on Caesars up to twelve hundred and fifty dollars. Download the app with promo code Omaha full and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get your stake back as a bet credit. Must be 21 or older, offer valid, and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Voidware prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem. Arizona. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado. Wyoming. Kansas. Affiliated with Kansas. Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana. Call 1-877-770. Stop. License through Horseshoe, Bozier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan. Call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois. Maryland. New Jersey. Tennessee. Virginia. West Virginia. Pennsylvania. Affiliated with Harris. Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER 1-800-426-2537 or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877 8 hope York or text hope new York
1: 467-369. We have All-Star quickly approaching. So I would like you, have, are you familiar with the new All-Star setup?
2: In the NBA? Yeah. Uh, where they do like draft? They draft their own teams. Yeah. Like so
1: basically, or? yeah. So I want you to be the captain okay. of your all-star team, but we are choosing from Bachelor Nation, and it can be current, past.
2: But like, what game are we trying to win? Play- are we playing basketball? Oh no, you
1: don't. Ha- they don't have to be athletic. This okay. is just your all-star cast
2: for like most for bachelor- compelling season.
1: Yeah, let's do it. No, sure. Most compelling, most viewership. So I need your starting five, your coach, and your sixth man. You can also I'll coach if you want. I'll be the
2: coach since okay. you know I have, I've, I've, I've. There's nothing on that show I haven't done, so I can <laughs> probably uh, give a personal anecdote to my my players, so to speak. Um, let's see. I'd put Hannah Brown in there.
1: It's a big player.
2: She's a star.
1: She's running point.
2: Uh, Caitlin Bristow as well, probably. Um, okay. For the guys.
1: But we but we need also kind of like that Dennis. Rodman on the yeah, team. That, saying, that little yeah. that little fire.
2: We probably should put Tyler Cameron in there just because you know, people would be disappointed if he's not in in there. Um, maybe I'd be a player's coach. You know. You're going to be a player coach? Be a players okay. Coach.
1: <laughs> We're putting you in the starting
2: um, lineup too. I'll put Ashley and Jared in there as well. So I'll wait, make, one's I'll coming make, off
1: the bench because now we have six.
2: I'll have Jared come off the bench.
1: Jared's coming off the bench. Yeah. So our starting five
2: it's Hannah. Hannah at the Caitlin, one. Caitlin.
1: Caitlin at the two. Tyler. Tyler at the three. You at the four?
2: Sure. And then Ashley. You're pretty
1: tall. And then yeah. Ashley's our center. Yeah. <laughs> and Jared, she's very versatile.
2: She's like a Magic Johnson. You know, she okay. can run point and play point one through five.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's time for the second half. Speaking on reality TV shows, any other reality show that. You could see yourself on. Obviously, not dating. We have that covered.
2: Not as a contestant. Yeah.
1: No, like Dancing with the Stars. I've, well, I've already
2: did. i have done Dancing with the Stars. Um, you did.
1: Yeah. How did I miss that one? I don't know. How did you do on Dancing with the Stars? Uh, top five or six. Okay. Yeah.
2: Me, Nancy Kerrigan, and I went home the same same week.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. So I had Rashad Jennings on. Quotes that I was like on the season. Okay, you were. Yeah. He with, won. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
2: I had a really great time. I wish I could do it again, only for the purpose. I wish I would have had more fun. You know, I really wanted to do well, and
1: I. Because you're competitive.
2: I'm. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. And I like to dance too, but I, I got real nervous. I psyched myself out rather than okay. just like I, you know, it's very technical ballroom dancing. Um, it's not like going to a wedding and just being goofy. You know. Yeah. Like, so it's like remembering your steps and. Um, I would I wish I would have cared less about screwing up and, and had more fun. And I think I would have subsequently performed better.
1: So you grew up playing sports, track?
2: Yeah, I played every sport, but track and baseball were my, my two best. Yeah. And
1: you won state for track?
2: In high school, yeah.
1: That's pretty sick.
2: Thanks. Yeah. Like
1: Not a lot of people say they have a state ring. That was all I ever wanted in basketball. And we always had a good enough team to get there. And it was just, we were one of those teams that would underestimate bad teams that we should have beat. True. And it has always happened in playoffs. And that's like one thing me at 32 years old still regrets not having a state ring. So when I saw that. I was like, that's pretty fire. Mm-hmm,
2: yeah. I mean, lucky enough for track, uh, you know, I didn't have to rely on my teammates. I mean, I won, I won, <laughs> I won it as an individual, and I we I won one as a, a member of a relay team. So okay. there's teammates there, but
1: what was your relay? You did individual was 800, eight hundred, or was that your four? We're okay. two and then four by four we won as well. That's uh, sick. Yeah. So then in college
2: you eight and four. I I was better at the eight. You know, it's like one of those things in college. I was a pretty fast sprinter, but in college you kind of like you kind of move up a class uh, oh for sure way, right? yeah it's basically run that fast but just do it twice as long
1: i ran the four the eight and the 16 and i was best at the eight and the 16 they they say the 400 is the basketball players race but mm-hmm. yeah. i was too slow for that because it is a sprint but it's like a long sprint you know
2: yeah yeah so 800 in college is a sprint too yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's next level, but that's what you're talking about. Yeah. It's a sprint with like I threw more endurance yeah, than that. up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you grew up in Milwaukee.
2: Yeah, suburbs of Milwaukee.
1: Are you a Bucks fan? I am. Okay. How are you feeling? I you feel guys, like you guys won the chip. Was it two, two, years, two years ago? ago? Year? I yeah. I feel like uh, you have a star in Giannis.
2: It feels like they're you know they sh- honestly should be better. Record should be a little bit better. They seem like they're doing the same thing they did last year, where it's just like they're teetering at the top of the division but they like yeah. well before they won the championship game they were kind of like the regular season heroes where like right. you know they were lo- they weren't losing many games they were just crushing everyone and then they wouldn't perform in the playoffs uh and then they did when they won the championship but like last year it's just like you know it was 82 games i don't know there's like you rest players but it just seems like they're
1: they're coasting they're co- right now they're
2: coasting a little bit Yeah, and it's we'll definitely that, that time up. of year yeah. i feel
1: like after all-star like a few weeks after all-star they start ramping up again the guys do whether they're doing it subconsciously or not because then they know okay we got to get a seed what seed do we want yeah now we have to turn it on
2: yeah and it's tough well you know last year they lost chris middleton in the playoffs and i, I think they beat boston pretty easily if he's not hurt yeah. you know um they took him to seven games without Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. They really lost a lot by losing his defense more than anything. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think they're as good as any team.
1: Right. Uh, but um, I, I think it's cool for the NBA because before they won that chip, it was a lot of these super teams in big cities. Yeah. I and so think- I was I actually loved seeing that because I was like, this is – how you can still do it. Like we all as fans, I don't think we all want to see all the superstars on the same teams. I I agree. And in the finals, it's the same teams over and over. We don't, we don't want that. Yeah.
2: Like there's not a lot of like, you know, premier players like saying, let's go to Milwaukee and win a championship. Right. (laughs) But yeah, it it seems like the Milwaukee, the the current Milwaukee Bucks are like this generations of like the San Antonio Spurs with Tim Mm -hmm. Duncan and, and Mano DiNobili and, and, um, um, that that team where it's just like they clearly have a lot of good players but they're they're homegrown and they're they're not they're not you know it wasn't like san antonio spurs they just signed you know someone to come in and and win a championship game they won several championships championships with their original roster and i yeah i think it's good for the league and it seems like the bucks are that team right now hopefully they can win more than one with Giannis. um and I think most Milwaukee fans they feel pretty, pretty fortunate. His just his mindset. There's just not a lot of players like Giannis who, you know, would have re-upped in Milwaukee, right? Uh, and would have had that loyalty to the city. And um, it's been great. I mean. I truly never thought I'd see the Bucks win a championship game in my lifetime. It just I didn't think the economy of the NBA allowed for a market like right. that to compete. But they got a little lucky with drafting a player like him, who was as good as him and and had the mentality to wanna to build That's something cool. in, a, in a small market city. And it's it's I think been. Not only great for a sports fan, but sports fans, fans, it's been great for the city.
1: Huge Packers fan. Very much, yeah. I saw on your Twitter, it's like relationship kind of your um, clips from your show, this and that, and then ranting about the Packers. Ranting about the Packers, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I feel like it's emotional roller coaster. Yeah, I definitely.
2: I, 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 I. I'm aware that I kind of throw mild temper tantrums on Twitter when it re- relates to the Green Bay Packers. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I'm like, you're seeing me tweet my feelings in real time while watching the game. Yeah. You know, and I It's resent- what you're
1: supposed to do. Yeah.
2: You know, it's just like, you know, it's like, I love you, but, oh, uh, you suck. Uh, yeah. Like, I love you, but you guys choked.
1: Did you like the Rodgers era? Loved the Rodgers
2: era. I mean, listen, like, he's in a Hall of Fame quarterback and. I'm very I've, grateful. It's like... But it's time to move on, I think. Yeah. It's time to move on. I, You know, um, he's an interesting character. I don't know him personally, but like my personality might be, you know, have some similarities to his more so than say, like a Tom Brady. Not that I'm trying to compare myself, but like for the, the criticisms <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers gets, yeah, you know, about kind of how he can rub people the wrong way. Like sometimes I'm like, I can see myself in that, where he can be aloof and a critical thinker and he can kind of... Uh, he's willing to speak out on things that that might be outside of football, which, you know, not everyone likes when they're when their athletes speak on right. topics that kind of bleed outside the sport. But uh, I find him to be really interesting. And as a as a player and as a fan, it's it's been incredible. Like if you have a quarterback, uh, that's good. You, you go into every season, at least thinking you're competing for a championship, whether you do or not it's definitely a bummer he only won or has been to one definitely some of that is his fault uh some of that is uh the front office some of that is just they've had some tough injury luck at the wrong uh, like the wrong times but i'm as a fan i'm ready to move on i think they drafted jordan (laughs) love for a reason yeah and if they're gonna invest a first round draft pick in jordan love and three years of having him on the roster and coaching him up it's time to start putting their money where their mouth is and and see what Jordan can do and hopefully replicate the same type of success they had when they moved on to Aaron Rodgers from Brett Favre is is that.
1: So we'll see. One quick note. Did you know that it's a thousand year wait list for season tickets? For the Packers? Yeah.
2: I don't know it's a thousand, but I know it's long. Last time I heard it was like 30 years or something like that. Maybe it's a thousand. I don't know.
1: Insanity. Yeah. So well, it's, uh,
2: if you've ever been to Green Bay. No, I haven't. It's, uh, it's it is it's the you guys
1: go it's hard the there. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> that,
2: that, it's an identity for the people of Wisconsin, and it's you know team owned, city owned, and that's it's great. It's an experience, and um, yeah, not to sound corny, but it's it's cool to be a Packer fan. You know, it's at least lifestyle. in my eyes. You know?
1: <laughs> Before I let you go, I have some buzzer beaters for you.
2: Shoot. Shoot.
1: Describe your ideal food and drink combo while sitting courtside.
2: While sitting courtside? A good hot dog and a beer. Okay. But it has to be a good. There's a lot of hot dogs out there.
1: Are there good ones in Wisconsin?
2: Actually, yeah. I could see that being
1: like a good hot dog state. (laughs) I think
2: Dodger dogs are dog.
1: Never had one. They're not good.
2: I mean, hot dog, you can have. You know, It's (laughs) it's a wild card with in the hot dog. But uh, there's some good hot dogs out there. Um, The brewer's. In the, in, in Wisconsin, we're known for our sausages, so we we take pride in in, in those sausages. But uh, yeah, we'll courtside. No, I, I was kidding. <laughs> I love a good hot dog and, uh, and a beer, I guess. Cool. If I'm if I'm courtside.
1: Who was one person, dead or alive, that you would love to sit courtside with?
2: Dead or alive, but. Jack Nicholson he seems no, but like he's like, like a, a courtside rarely... legend yes. yes and he also just seemed he's a legend actor he's I've I've I know people who have the pleasure of knowing him so I've heard some really cool stories about him and that cool. must be just a fascinating watch
1: and what is one event in history it could be a sporting event or other that you would have loved to have been courtside for
2: uh bulls versus the jazz uh the yeah that the shot the shot yeah that would I was a massive Jordan fan that as a kid. A good one. Um, yeah, the crossover. Yeah, I would have loved to have been there. Have you met him? No,
1: not yet. That's that's someone on my list too. I. Uh, I bet you Michael Jordan has seen you on The Bachelor. Yeah, probably
2: a lot of people surprisingly watch it. I think, you know, like <laughs> I think when Obama was president, he made jokes referencing The Bachelor. And, you know, that's he's got cool. two daughters. It wouldn't shock me if you know. Right. Like, it's amazing the people who, who watch that show. Um, it's And it's very surreal when certain people, um, you find out, know who you are, or just know that you exist. It's right. an interesting thing. Yeah.
1: Well, Nick, thank you so much for coming on the Quartz Eye Club. I know you're a busy guy, but let everybody know where they can follow you and anything that they should be on the lookout for. Well, thanks
2: for having me. It's been a ton of fun. Um, I guess more than anything, if you're a podcast listener, uh, my show, The Vile Files, is... Uh, you can listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. We also uh, put our episodes out on YouTube. If you're more of a visual person, we're a relationship and dating podcast that also talks a lot about pop culture. And so we kind of intersect, um, you know, pop culture conversations with like real life relationship situations. And, uh, we do three shows a week and we have people call in and share their stories. And I offer advice. We also, uh, every week have, you know, public figures and guests, um, come on and you know talk about either their lives or you know specific experience or just you know we'll rift about pop culture and if you are a reality TV fan we will recap various uh, reality TV shows as well so a little something for everyone but uh, yeah that's you guys do a great
1: job new studio too.
2: new studio yeah we just moved to a new studio and um, it's been a lot of fun and we're growing and and, uh, trying to just grow even more so it's it's been a lot of fun and pretty cool
1: cool Well, guys, make sure that you check that out. Also, make sure to like and subscribe, and we will see you next time.